What's up, man? What's going on? What's up, man? My my name's Tommy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What's your name? Yeah, AJ. AJ. So yeah, for so for my uh, three subscribers, hopefully one day more, uh, they'll see. Uh, so I have a excuse. Sorry for talking loud. It's the only way I can get my laptop to record it. Um, so for anyone wondering, so yeah, uh, really not important, but yeah, you 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 commented on something on Reddit, uh, some photoshops I was making. We got talking about aviation and tank shit, and yeah, you said that you had a uh, you had experiences in the army with a. Uh, with tanks, and I was just like, that's fucking cool as shit. Uh, I don't really have any set thing to talk about with my podcast. I just I just like to talk, as you'll learn. So, uh, yeah. Sure shit, man. Sure Fuck. Tell me, uh, yeah. you're out in Vegas. Tell me, uh, yeah, dude, where do you want to start? What, what, how, how'd, you, uh, how'd you get in the Army? What made you want to work with tanks? Or was that, oh, was that your uh, choice? Was you, were you shuffled in there? Uh, no, no, it was a... Uh something i always knew i was gonna do uh (laughs) it's uh high high school came to an end and uh my old man said uh i hope you have a plan because clearly school ain't your thing (laughs) it (laughs) there's there's nothing there's nothing quite like someone that will not bullshit you. And he, and I just went, yeah, I've already talked to a recruiter. He was like, good. I wasn't looking forward to telling you to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, man. And, <laughs> so when I, uh, when I took my, uh, ASVAB, that's kind of like the, uh, the army's version of the SATs. Okay. That's easiest way I can put it. Okay. Uh, I did it on a good hair day and scored through the roof. Fuck yeah. So they're, so they're like offering me all kinds of shit. Uh, one of the, uh, damn, that light in my garage. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, you're good. You're good. All right. Well, one of the options like they were throwing at me was, you know, warrant officer candidate school. And if you graduate that, then you, you can go to flight school uh-huh. or, or I think it's Fort McClellan. Ah, shit. Anyway. Anyway, you can fly helicopters. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, shit. Well, uh, uh, on my dad's side of the family, men are pilots. Uh-huh. Private private pilots. Mm-hmm. Small, small aircraft. So I was like, well, this actually makes perfect sense. Well, you got a few more tests that you need to get done, uh, including vision. That's important. And I'm like, I, I my vision is perfect. I got 20-10 vision. I can... I can see shit before it happens. <laughs> yeah, what I what I didn't know was I'm red green colorblind. Oh, oh, all those offers got removed. You're yeah. Like, yeah, no. All the heads up displays and shit. You, yeah, you could, yeah, you won't be able to see any of that shit. Yeah, so it was kind of kind of a kick in the dick. Yeah. So I, well, I grabbed the I grabbed the first thing that they offered me with, and that was a, a radio operator. So I said, cool, uh, I'll operate radios, I guess. <laughs> Go to basic, do the ritual thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, if you're a shitty civilian, we're going to sprinkle some act right on you until you figure out how to act right. Uh, <laughs> went to, uh, went to, uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia, for uh, school 
Yeah, I lived in Georgia for fifteen years. I, I liked parts of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say I was wild about Augusta, but you know, then yeah. again, I'm sure I wasn't exposed to the best parts of it. Yeah, unless yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple spots in Georgia where it's like, look here. Everywhere else, it's like, don't look here. I lived in Athens, Valdosta, Atlanta. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Believe me, I, I'm, I'm not one of those don't interrupt me types. Uh, oh, well, I interrupt so, everyone, so I have to cut myself off. No, that's cool. Um, so my first uh, duty station was uh, Fort Clayton, Panama. Okay. And I'm a city kid from Vegas. What do I know about the jungle? Fuck all. I don't know shit about the jungle. And I got there and a shocking amount of learning had to happen. Like, what did they tell us? It was, you know, shit like, when it comes to the jungle here, everything is either actively trying to kill you or cannot wait till you die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't know shit about wildlife, but I guess I'm going to learn. Yeah. Oh, boy. And When when was this? Oh, shit. Ancient history. <laughs> uh, no, I'm dead serious. I joined in 94. Uh-huh. I was born in 90. <laughs> Shut yeah, dude, I, 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 the, the, the guy that, that runs that uh, pod, uh, not podcast, subreddit with me, mm. we, we were talking, and I was, said something, he was like, yeah, man, that must be weird that you were alive when 9-11 happened, and I was like, wait, fuck, what? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Hang okay. a sec. Yeah, you're good. Oh, doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. You're on camera. I told you I was doing a podcast before you got on camera. And there you go. I look hot. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Household sixes entered the uh, view. <laughs> you moved here. I got a <laughs> no, you don't. You're good. We have video You're proof. Good. She's she's guilty. You're good. You're good. Love you, babe. So. 94. Yeah, so, yeah, that was uh that was uh 1994 mm-hmm. I joined. And uh according to uh some people that was what was called the golden era because we weren't using muskets and drill sergeants flat out told you we are not allowed to touch you and would touch the shit out of you if you didn't act right. Yeah. Uh what what but, is is that why it was called the golden era is or was I, it I, I honestly don't know that it. I've only heard that term floated around I, the last couple of years. Oh, I, I'd, I'd heard it was. I'd heard it was because it was we weren't actively at at war, and like you know, it was a it was peacetime. And this is and this is the horseshit. This is the the analysis I've heard is that yeah. it was like you know. 90s it was like it was like superstar america it was like we weren't you know aside from nine aside from the gulf war it was like we weren't at war you, you know it was we we're kind of peacekeeping it was you know pre 9 11 i've heard that as the golden era explanation hmm. i don't know uh, shit. That, i have no military well, experience so i don't know well i mean no that actually makes sense because you know being a being a voluntary a volunteer military 
you have, well, <laughs> until you got to the Clinton era where they started slashing budgets and shit. Uh-huh. And, and they were like, oh, you need a new piece of gear? It, that shit's your responsibility. Yeah. 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 I make $697 a month. What do you... What? What are you talking about? Yeah, didn't they didn't they make didn't they make y'all buy like, or didn't they have family members buying people uh, GPSs and sending them, or was that or is that Iraqi freedom? Um, that's probably more Iraqi freedom. If, I feel uh, like GPS was way too expensive for someone for a civilian to buy in '93. No, and I remember I, I remember the first GPS unit. Uh, it was called a plugger. And it was probably just a different combination of words that yeah, means some global position. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, about the size of an iPad. And uh, I remember seeing one thing, and it was the coolest thing ever. It's like this thing will plot your location down to a 10-digit, or to a 10-meter grid. Jeez. I mean, and, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. and you're like, cool. And they're like, put it away. You're going to learn old school. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. We got this cool technology. We can't use it. Yeah. No. Here's some well, candy. Yeah, here's some candy. Now eat your broccoli. <laughs> kind of shit. Well, later in life, it made sense. So I mean, you're, you're, you're going to know the easy way eventually. Yeah. It's, so but if that shit bad, fails, you batteries, know. Batteries run out. Yeah. Shit breaks. Yeah. It's, if, if you can't pull out a map and a compass and a protractor and go, you are here, then you might you, you might find yourself in a bad place. Yeah. So, uh, that was a that was, outside of wildlife it was one of the biggest eye openers was uh, learning how to do land nav land navigation in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Because you can't see shit in broad daylight. Yeah. And then you got to do it at night. So. Yeah. How do you, yeah. How, how would, I don't know how you would do that without, <clears throat> without like an aerial feed or I guess maps. Well, no, you do have a map with you. Yeah. You, you do have a map. But what you're given is usually a series of targets to hit or points to hit and then from that point you get your next heading and your next distance and what you do i still remember this pace count it takes 61 paces of my left foot to equal 100 meters okay you move 100 meters you take your pace counter you move a bead and once you move 10 beads then you move another bead up here that tells you you've gone one kilometer which all of that shit was confusing because everything on the map is metric. Yeah. But everything in the vehicle is miles per hour. Yeah. Weights are in pounds. <laughs> I've, I've heard that weights and explosives are in kilos. I mean, it's just... Clusterfuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a stupid question, but... Mm. Ha- so were you training on tanks at that time? At the time, no, in, no, I was gonna no, say, no, no, no. How, how the fuck, the, how the fuck do we fit tanks in jungles? You don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. You, I feel like the jungle don't. wins that battle. So, um, 
I had no plans on any form of careerism. Mm-hmm. And I was getting out from, uh, I was getting out of the army from Fort Hood and you have to go talk to an in-service recruiter and it's part of the, you have to check this box. And they said, uh, are you moving back to Las Vegas? And my dad was sick and I was like, yeah, we're like, well, they have a cavalry unit there. I'm like, I'm interested because remember I got denied for everything because it, it, being colorblind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for everything, infantry, anything, oh, any, any of the cool jobs, they were like, no, you can't be red green. Yeah. You, know, you can't be colorblind. So I was already in at this point. So they just said, okay, well, we'll send your paperwork to the unit. And once you win process there, then you'll go to school. Well, guess what? They don't do physicals at school. I just have to do what they say. Mm-hmm. So I joined a National Guard unit out here. And part of that, our job is to supplement the 11th Armored Cavalry Regiment at Fort Irwin. And our job is to play bad guys. We dress in Russian uniforms. We have Russian designations for our units. And that's where I spent all my time on the Abrams. Mm-hmm. And what a fucking monster that thing is. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, Tell right. me about that motherfucker. <laughs> all right. No. It's a fucking modern day dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I still, I actually still remember it. it was, memory's a funny thing. I remember it like I saw the, like it was in a movie because the bay doors, the bays are big garages where they kept the tanks parked mm-hmm. for the instructors to go through their shit. So the bay door opens and there this thing is staring at me 12 feet wide, 60 plus tons. And a, it looks like the gun tube is pointing directly at my face and it's the most god awful thing I'd ever seen in my life and I was like holy shit (laughs) my uh, my instructor noticed my enthusiasm and uh, I I remember what he said alright gentlemen this here lady she's designed to kill Yes, but then he hit. Then he hits me with it. You know, this lady is designed to kill. She is not specific as to who. Oh, oh I get oh. it. Yeah, those, I connected those dots fast. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Right, fuck, her, fuck around, and I'm dead as well. Yeah, yeah. And. Going going through this uh, abbreviated school was awesome because I, we'd already been in the army. We don't need to know the, you know, make your bunk, shine your boots sort of bullshit. Mm. It's just, it's all, it's function. This is what this shit does. Mm-hmm. And first thing that surprised me, because I've been shooting rifles can, and pistols all my life can, can, I, was, can i can i can i interrupt can you can you uh, no. can you speak up a little bit i just want to make sure the the audio records well because I, sure. I have no idea sure. what i'm doing so i just have to get people to talk loudly ah uh, fair enough perfect so, perfect okay keep going so first thing i noticed was uh when you get inside the turret it's like sitting in a jacuzzi 
filled with the leftovers of a machining factory. All right. There's, there's, you climb down in there and you go, wow, it's tight in here. Mm -hmm. And then you stuff two other people in there Mm -hmm. and you go, wow, it's really tight in here. But I remember looking through the breach down the gun tube. And the first thing I noticed was this is a smooth bore gun. Like, not not, like, not rifled, not 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 rifled. It's, and that really kind of surprised me. I was like, "Didn't that shit fall off with the musket?" You know. Yeah. And interestingly enough, with the M two fifty six gun, the hundred and twenty millimeter smooth bore cannon, all your projectiles are fin stabilized. Projectiles need to be stable in flight. If you mm-hmm. don't have fins, you need to impart a spin on it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to impart a spin on something that's got fins. It's stabilizing itself just fine. That was a little bit shocking. Even more shocking was when you realize you put a 40-plus pound projectile into the breech your gunner touches off the main gun. The gun jumps backwards, kind of ching sound. Oh, and you don't, well, you don't hear the boom. You it, it, the, the muzzle's 17 feet that way behind what amounts to 18 inches of armor. You, you, you don't, don't, you don't, well, you feel it. Yeah. The, no, the tank, the tank moves. There's concussion. There's, there's sound and fury, but it's just not what you think. You think, a gun goes you off. Think like it a goes rifle. Boom. Yeah, you think like a rifle on steroids mm-hmm. next to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's kind of uh, damn. No, I, it's yeah. I don't. I never would have guessed that. But the uh, the weird thing is when you're the gunner, the breach. What what is, is the, what is what is the breach? Well, uh, the breach is like the chamber. Okay. Right. That's where the that's where the rounds open. Get the thing. Sh- the, okay. All right. Correct. Correct. Like you would think the uh, chamber of a rifle or a pistol, the breech is that for the main gun. Okay. So you throw a round in there. The breech closes automatically. The loader clears the path of recoil, which is a fancy way of saying get the fuck out of the way of the gun. He arms the gun with a, with a big lever and yells up, which means the gun's ready to go. And the gunner gets his fire commands from the tank commander. And when he's ready to shoot, he says, on the way. Or most frequently, on a way. You tend to, you tend to speed things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're looking, at a, you're looking at a target through either a daylight scope, uh, through your daylight, uh, or your thermal. Back in those days, it was just daylight and thermal, mm. and they were. It, shit's gotten way more advanced now, and yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't begin to tell you what it was like, but all you had to do was keep the crosshair centered on the target. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. The gun does the rest. You don't need to calculate. You don't need, need to like, calibrate shit. No. Well, I mean, you have to calibrate. Oh yeah, not cal- to, wrong word. Wrong word. But calculate. Calculate. Yeah. Yeah, if your target's moving, if you're shooting it with a rifle, 
You have to apply lead. You don't shoot where the vehicle is. You shoot where the vehicle is going to be. Mm-hmm. The gun does that for you. Holy fuck. So, so Holy here's the cool... shit. So the, the target range is they have moving targets. And how the gun works to the best of my memory is once you hit your laser rangefinder button, that gives the ballistic computer all the data it needs. Mm-hmm. Like targets targets moving here to here and the gun needs to be here. So if it has a second or 1.8 seconds of flight time, then it'll, it'll be here mm-hmm. and you don't have to calculate elevation distance. You just keep the fucking crosshair where it needs to be. The gun does the rest. That's insane. So the gun will jump forward it will it'll turn the turret slightly if you're shooting at a target that's moving left to right uh-huh. be- because naturally it's sending the bullet where the target's going to be yeah and you touch off the round the gun like i said the gun's right here it recoils and then you wait for your boss to say target which means ceasefire or you know re-engage what have you, but you just launched a 47 pound projectile. And the only thing that comes out of the, the breach is what's called an aft cap. It's the base plate of, okay. of the round. Cause the rest of the case is made yeah. of some type of cellulose and it burns the fuck up. It, oh, it shit, just, really? it, yeah. Yeah. So you throw in this 50 pound bullet and this, just this little, little tiny, little tiny ashtray comes out. <laughs> it's it's the coolest shit ever. I was because biggest thing I'd fired up at that time was forty millimeter grenade launchers, I, yeah. and I thought that was the that's, most awesome mean, shit that's ever. Still fuck, that's still fucking insane. Yeah, I think I fired a rifle when I was younger. I fired a pistol, but that's about it. But Jesus, so this thing's and it doesn't make a ton of noise. Mm-mm. It's just, I mean you well, get you get the rumble and the shock, but like yeah the the what usually gets your attention is the uh, kind of the vibration of the tracks. Okay. And like my formative years were spent in Panama. So there was no armored vehicles there. I had no fucking clue what to expect. Yeah. And when I got out at Fort hood, I saw tanks and APCs and all that shit at a distance. Yeah. I I very rarely saw them moving. And yeah, you can, you can, if, if the tank is buttoned up, all the hatches are closed, and the engine's running, you can stand basically at the front of the tank and not be sure it's your tank that's running. Jesus. Like, mm. so, so, man, that like, I, yeah, I always, I always, you know, I think, yeah, I think of like a gun, and the gun's like loud as fuck, and it's you gotta aim it, and you gotta, you gotta lead, and you got, and it's like here's this tank, and it. Not a lot of noise. It fucking calculates everything for you, and it just ding, shoots out a little. Jesus, man, talk about yeah. That's like the Rolls Royce of fucking shooting. See, it, it, the the funny thing is, uh, despite all that technology, of course you have an auxiliary sight. Yeah, and that's just that's basically a rifle scope that's placed next to the gun tube, and that's 
you, you, you spend plenty of time training on that because you train for shit going wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing about all this amazing technology crammed into this giant metal beast is the thing you're going to use to kill another tank is a dart. Not some not some weird high-tech thing, but a um, depleted uranium or tungsten uh, long rod penetrator, like two feet long. Mm-hmm. And it's the simplest technology that once it gets moving a mile a second as it leaves the gun tube, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go through what it hits. Yeah, just like a knife through butter. It's, yeah, it's it, it's it's physics, and uh, I remember having this conversation with uh, some kid who loved tanks, but didn't really know about tanks. Mm-hmm. He, like, like, he he knew data. Some which, some dumb shit like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I you haven't said you have a preference for which is better, having never been within smelling distance of a tank yeah this this kid was talking oh, okay about, okay yeah, all right this this kid was talking about russian tanks and they have reactive armor and yeah. reactive armor is plastic explosive sandwiched in and when something hits it it compresses it and then it blows up in the opposite direction of the projectile canceling out yeah. all that kinetic energy so he thought that was the coolest thing ever And that's when I had to just go, do you want to know how to defeat reactive armor? And he's looking at me like I'm about to spill the Area 51 secrets. <laughs> shoot it twice as in a, the same spot? Exactly. It's a one-trick <laughs> pony. Shoot it. Shoot it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's not rocket science here, because if it was, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, but like I said, he, he, was, a, he was an enthusiast, yeah. but just... It, it's like someone telling someone else that the best gun on this planet is blank. I'm like, well, which one have you shot? Well, I've never actually held one. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not quite the same. It, it it flavors your opinion a little bit. Yeah, it flavors the weight of your opinion. Yeah. Now, so you were saying the is it the right term? The what's the thing that shoots back with recoil? Is it like the breech, the back of it, the butt, just kind of. No, the entire gun jumps oh. back, uh, jumps back twelve inches. Now, is there and is there a thing? Is I feel like I feel like you'd almost kind of want. I don't know how to describe this. I feel like you'd almost want like a sort of like caged off air or something that like you can't get in the way of it. But, uh, it, but there's it could, a yeah. it. Those things do exist. Um, but they're a lot more minimal than you would think. Mm-hmm. You have this giant gun, this crazy amount of energy jumping rearwards, you'd think. Fences, screens, fucking airbags, something. But uh, no, see, the, the tank commander sits directly behind the gunner. He's got this sort of collapsible post mm-hmm. that sort of reminds him, don't stick shit past here when... Mm-hmm. You're, when you're doing gunnery yeah and the gunner he's got other shit in between him and the gun 
like the coaxial machine gun that is literally right next to your damn face or the butt of it is mm-hmm. of course it's the muzzle is yeah. out here and uh oddly enough I, I don't think i've ever talked to a gunner that got bit or hurt because you're usually glued to the primary site mm-hmm. so you're so you're you're stuck forward yeah. not to the side yeah you're not moving but, around but we're not a smart breed, so I'm pretty sure somebody got tuned up so, at some point. Yeah, somebody, uh, natural selection took its course. Yeah, I feel like that would, I've, I've seen, I've seen videos of people getting, like, people firing artillery and not getting mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. That can cost a force, looks like. It, if that doesn't kill you, I mean, Jesus, it hit, like, I've, you know, you, you know, some, sh- like, ISIS or something firing a gun, you know, they're screaming, Aloha Akbar, and you, boom, and it hits them, but they'll just go flying back, and it's yep. like, that had to have turned your organs to jelly. Like, Jesus. Now, you shattered your hip bone like a 90-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. What, what's the... So you got you got different... Um, do you care if I take a piss? Right <laughs> tell a... Tell... Just... Ex, uh, yeah, 20 ahead. seconds. Ex, ex, yeah, explain. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm ex, explain how you got into the... Or, or, yeah, your backstory, I guess. Oh, shit. No. My backstory is pretty basic. Uh, not a good student. Uh, further education was going to be wasted on me. And plus, I wanted to get the fuck out of Vegas. The army seemed like a natural choice for me. Plus, I was kind of used to getting yelled at for dumb shit, so I kind of had that going for me, which is nice. So, lesson here, stay in school, kids. I can't tell you, I've seen it more than once. Gigantic tough guys, jocks, athletes, dudes that were studs, but they'd never been away from home at night in their life. And they're crying their asses off in their bunks. And you're kind of going, dude, did you at least go camping once? Have you ever been outside? Glorious. All right. So. All right. All right. You got to step your game up if you want to get on that Joe Rogan level. I know. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. If you ever go back and watch his first episodes. They're fucking hilarious. No, no, I've, I've been, I've been listening to him since uh, about 2010. Really? Yeah, uh, we we kind of have a common buddy, and I've been a fan of his stand-up since. For what, uh, what was this talking what, monkeys? What, what was this? No, no, that was that was that was years later. Oh, really? Uh, no, I, re- I remember it. It was. Belly of the Beast. Mm-hmm. He filmed it in Austin, and Alex Jones did his did his intro. And uh, I fucking love Alex. I was, I was, I was like the, the Fear Factor guys, a comedian, yeah. and, and he was a riot. Yeah, my, my 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 best friend sent me a link in December, probably around this time, December two thousand eleven, and it was just mm-hmm. a clip of. But we didn't even know him as Joe Rogan. He was like, "Hey, man." 
You know, because we always, we'd always send each other links about, you know, how big the universe is and how tiny we are. And I just remember him sending me a link and he said, hey, dude, the Fear Factor guy thinks like us. <laughs> and he sent it to me and I was like, oh, this is cool. And after listening to a bunch of clips, I was like, where are all these clips from? And I was like, oh, there's a podcast. And yeah, it was like early 2012. And I was like, yeah, I'd show it to people and they'd be like, there's no, there's no topic. They just talk. And I'd be like, that's yeah. so great. And You'd be like, I don't know, man. And then just like fast forward and it's like, I'm pretty sure Rogan could influence an election if he wanted to. <laughs> like, But yeah, man, that's, that's what I've always liked about his. Is they were just, I think that's why it's so popular is it's because no one talks in topics. You just talk. No, no you know? it, it, it would, it'd be weird if you pulled out a spreadsheet and went, all right, now. Today we're going to, we're going to. We did three minutes of uh, Panama. Now we're gonna do seven minutes of uh, this. And if you look here, we got an eleven minute. Like, no, fuck that, man. Like, fuck that. Yeah. So, like, what are the? Okay, if you don't mind me jumping back to the tanks, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this shit. Is um, what different rounds are there? Okay. Um. For all practical purposes, uh, there were. Three. There was four, but I never even saw a live version of the fourth. So uh, there was Sabo, which armor piercing fins stabilized discarding Sabo with Tracer. APFSDST. And that's the dart. That's the dart. That's your tank killer. Yeah. Your other more uh, most common round is heat. Mm -hmm. high, ex high explosive anti-tank, which... Ironically, you don't use to shoot at tanks. That just that one bothered me a lot. Like high explosive anti tanks, put, but you don't pull that. Pull, you, pull, pull your microphone. Oh, sorry. High, high high explosive anti tank rounds. You don't use them against tanks. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, armored personnel carriers, uh, bunkers, uh, so forth so on uh anything that any large vehicle that isn't a tank you throw a heat at it or a bunker mm -hmm. or you know the uh the other one that i have to sadly admit i never got to shoot was the canister round what the fuck is that it's exactly what that <laughs> shit sounds like it is a shotgun oh uh, my god uh <laughs> April a shotgun <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't remember the dimensions if they're three-quarter inch or one-inch tungsten ball bearings packed about. There's got to be a couple hundred of them per projectile. Jesus so, Christ. So that round touches off, goes down the gun tube. Once it clears the gun tube, then another charge breaks the warhead open, mm. and that's when shit gets hectic. On the other end of that Jesus muzzle. Jesus Christ! Now, mm -hmm. now what? Now what, what is the? So you got your dart to take out other tanks. You've got your mm -hmm. heat to basically any other vehicle, or it seems like somewhat armored or uh, fortified position. What's the shotgun for? Hi hippies? Crunchies. Crunchies. It's what we call dismounted Pe infantry. People. That crunching sound. That crunching sound they make when you run them over. Oh my God. <laughs> Crunchy. Crunchy. <laughs> it's just so so it's so family friendly well in in name 
uh, families aren't friendly to the treads on yeah so <laughs> yeah that was a yeah that's a that's a weird one uh it didn't take me too long to realize that uh all right i know you're young but you, the picture of the guy standing in front of the tanks at tiananmen square yeah did you see okay i actually just, wanna, I just wrote a paper on that you want to know how i know you want to know how I know that the tank commander of that lead tank was a fucking rookie? Because the tank would move left, then the dude would match it. Yeah, yeah. Then it move move right, the tank, the dude would move right. If I was the TC on that lead tank, all right, driver, center him up on the hull. All right, boss, move the fuck out. He, he's going to be fine. You're going to knock him down. You're going to run right over him. Oh, through the center. Yeah, he's going to have plenty of clearance. Yeah. Just don't do turns on top of him. That's kind of a dick move. But yeah, you could just you could just lay down and let a tank run over you. Yeah. It's a little on the unnerving side. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, if you cuz yeah, he, tank, he, they're not like cars. It's not, you don't got all that exposed shit on there. Tank, if right, that's pretty that's just like a smooth blast shield basically, right? From yeah. what I know, from my dumbass, but No, no. Uh it's it's belly armor is uh, significant because it's meant to uh, defeat mines. Yeah, and tank mines. And, yeah, and nanning tank mines ain't little. Yeah, well they can they can throw. Who was it? I think it was Andy Stumpf, the Navy SEAL, was on Rogan and he was talking about. Yeah, before they got the MRAPs, how you see like anti tank mines. He said he saw Humvees thrown like a hundred feet in the air. Yeah. 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 Uh, and an MRAP is like you know that's that's supposed to be the the hybrid of the you know what a Hummer with some of the shielding of a tank. Nothing doesn't well, doesn't no, touch well, it. Here, here, uh, the thing about the MRAP is that its hull is V shaped to mm-hmm. disperse yeah, to disperse yeah. that force right, yeah. and that way you you could sacrifice your tires, your yeah suspension, and the hull will most likely be intact. But it's still lightly armored. Yeah. In comparison to what I'm used to. Yeah. That being said, you know it's better than nothing. I, I have no experience with MRAPs. They mm-hmm. were out. I, they were in when I was out. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of a, a common sense evolution of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, mines are troublesome mm-hmm. can an abrams and... just take one like is it is it like from like videos i've watched and things i've read it seems like the mrap is like everyone on board will survive mm. it's the mrap still needs to be repaired because it will yeah, it'll mm. blow off shit but it's it's like okay everyone survives it's like you know you're not wiping out personnel um with a tank does it still is it like okay you survived um, but we still, everything needs to be fixed or is it like we survived and just keep rolling? Like I'm a fucking that, tank. Well, <laughs> what most likely happens if you hit an anti-tank mine is, uh, you'll either blow a tread off, not off, but you'll break it or mm-hmm. you could lose a road wheel either way. Most of the time, most of the times you're okay. The vehicle isn't. And uh, you can either repair it there, 
you know, that's why you have those, uh, those great tank mechanics that come up with recovery vehicles that snatch your ass out of there. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you don't, I haven't heard of too many anti-tank mines actually killing a tank. I've heard of IEDs killing a tank when they take, you know, a, a dozen artillery warheads and wire them all yeah, together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, you're going to lose, uh, you're going to lose mobility. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose a, a track or a road wheel. But what little I know, most of the time, what I've heard, crew is fine. Mm-hmm. Now, it, now let's say, so let's say they fucked up your mobility and you're mm-hmm. just, you're just stuck there. Um, mm-hmm. Could you just sit in there with them, with people shooting at you? Uh, depends a lot on the uh, environment. If if you're dealing with a if you're dealing with a bunch of dismounted types, then what's going to ha- happen is if your engine's running, you have hydraulics, mm-hmm. which means the turret can move and that turret spins fast. So you can you can it does you can address yeah. You can address threats quickly. Um, <laughs> you still got your fucking tank and your machine gun. It's... Oh, no. He has several machine guns. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, the basic the basic loadout for the M1A1 is your 120-millimeter cannon. You have a M240 as your coaxial machine gun. And the loader sitting on the left side of the gun has another 240, which is 762. Mm-hmm. And then the tank commander has a uh, 50 caliber uh, uh, M2. Oh, the mod deuce, we called it the M2. Yeah. And that thing is capable of Fucking hitting shit stuff. Up. Yeah. Isn't that yeah? You ever you ever read that book, uh, Marine Sniper? Oh, Gunny Hathcock. Yeah, Carlos Hathcock. He mm-hmm. didn't, didn't didn't he use an M two? Didn't he modify yep. one? Well, um, once again, best of my recollection, uh, on the ground you use a tripod and what's called a T and E mechanism, a traverse and elevation mechanism. It's a click adjustable wheel. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you know what you're doing and you have one of these T and E elements, you can get minute adjustments to the gun without, you know, having to, to mm-hmm. manually swing it around. And I shit. <sighs> Some Wikipedia warrior out there is fact checking me and losing his shit yeah. uh, from what i remember uh yeah i think he had uh i think he had a uh, 10 power uh, scope attached to it mainly just so he could see where the hell the guy was yeah and then yeah i guess i guess center punched him and that's whew, that's a like a fucking yeah like a fucking bb hitting a tomato <laughs> just just bad news the whole way around yeah just super bad news yeah and oddly enough, hang on a second. Yeah. That lovely sound. So, like, I took 50 cal brass and made oh, wind chimes out Jesus. of them. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's See, fucking awesome, man. 
You should fucking sell that shit. You, you can make those, man. Uh, Dude, people would uh, absolutely buy them. People would absolutely fucking laugh hysterically at, at oh, that. Oh, well, shit. if you like that, you're going to love this. Uh, hang on a second here. Yeah. But I cut the necks off so they chime a little bit better. Yeah. But uh, these are uh, 20 millimeter Vulcan. Jesus Christ. Is that the so, ship from the... Keep... Is that the... What's the... Is that the A-10? Uh, no. The, the... No, that's... That's a 30 millimeter. Okay. This is 20. And... All right. Let's do a size comparison. That's the 20. Yeah. With its neck cut off. Yeah. That's a 50. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, now... Oh, shit. You're in luck. <laughs> you're in luck. <laughs> That's the 20 with its neck cut off. All right. That is the full-size 30 millimeter from the A-10. Jesus fucking God. And now you know why that... Even even though we know they're on our side, A-10s give me... Anxiety. <laughs> well, freedom boners and nightmares at the same yeah, time. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like, thank God you guys are on our side. That thing fi- fire- How many does that thing fire a second when it's fucking letting oh, it off the rails? Sh- oh, God, I can't remember its cyclic rate. Uh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to pretend like I know it off the top of my head. Uh, shit. Damn it. It's one of those things I actually used to know. It's more than one, which is plenty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that thing. Have you ever? Have Mic- you get hold of some microphone. Have you ever get a hold of some good videos of it? You get to see him on a gunnery range, and they, you know they they got the cameras looking at the tank, and you just hear <laughs> you just hear the rounds impacting. And then six seconds later, you're... Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's the fucking craziest thing. It's... Could, I was like, oh, shit, that is terrifying. Yeah. I don't want that guy anywhere near me. Yeah, I remember re- watching a documentary on it. And this guy was like, yeah, the first time I flew it, he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I felt like I was flying a dragon. Because he's like, it roars, and it blows. He's like, you don't think about it. He's like, but it blows fire. And he's like, you can still smell it in the cockpit. And I was like, oh, it doesn't, yeah, and he's just like, and not only that, he's like, yeah, you feel like you have, like, scales, because they're, the cockpit is like a, it's like a, what is it called, the titanium bathtub? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can, like, you get small, small, uh, small arms fire, and it's like, it just kind of, ding, 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 it's, yeah, could, yeah. do you think that thing could fuck up an Abrams? Mm-hmm. Really? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, that 30 millimeter. It's a it's a very large projectile. It's moving real fast, and almost always he's gonna attack from the top, uh-huh. which on every tank on the planet is where the armor's thinnest. Oh shit! And it's it's just the way it is. So he's gonna come up here. He's gonna come down here. Give me the burp burp, and I'm wearing angel's wings and going, oh fucking Fuck. A10s again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those uh, yeah, those guys. Those, those guys are fucking serious. I like them a lot. Yeah. Uh, Do you, what? Yeah. How come? Well, I guess they were. Well, they were designed for Soviet tank columns, which you right. know, didn't because uh, back in the uh, back in the good old Cold War days, uh, when you knew who your enemy was, yeah, be- because he told you, yeah, uh, 
in uh jesus this is how old i am when i re- i clearly remember east and west germany yeah yeah i mean shut up shut up rookie yeah <laughs> but the russians had uh, way more the russians had access to way more tanks than we could produce yeah so the only way to even the score if shit kicked off was mm-hmm. something like the a10 mm-hmm. or where uh, I'm assuming a good pilot could strafe a, a tank column and put several notches on his gun belt in one pass. Yeah. It's a kind of a kind of a fascinating uh, answer to a very numeric problem. Yeah. They had uh, they had yeah, us they had us outnumbered with tanks. They're that was mm-hmm. yeah, the Soviet yeah, it was like that was the, the fear, the Soviet tank threat. Because they just had, yeah, they had waves of them. Now, why, how hard would it be, I feel like if, yeah, that you said the armor's thinnest on top with all the tanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How hard would it be for someone to just counter that and just be like, hey, put more fucking armor on top? Okay, that's a... Uh, in, in, my, in my inexperienced, yeah, uneducated uh, opinion on that. Why, how come that's, how come that's not the case, just fucking put more armor on top okay uh with any tank you have you have a three level balance that you're trying to achieve of performance firepower and protection if you have more protection something else has to get sacrificed okay mobility or movement or yeah that that would be performance or you could mount a smaller gun Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. that ain't gonna happen yeah so so you have to you have to find out where you're willing to sacrifice and i mean there's nothing stopping you from just adding plate steel to the top yeah i mean your your turret is going to perform differently your your drive motors uh your hydraulics have to count for that mm-hmm. you're your turret brakes are going to wear out faster. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of shit that I am not smart enough to know, Mm -hmm. but it's, well, it, it just seems like we have to figure out where we can cut weight because we have one airplane at the time that can lift this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, C5 super gal that can only, it can only hold two Abrams. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, the Globemaster. The, I'm pretty sure the Globemaster can take uh can take a couple. Really? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm not a hundred percent. Now, uh, but you know, oh yeah, you yeah, you, I forgot. You said you you said you were uh you were an aviation buff as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. Right, all right. Yeah. So, what do you think about uh? Obviously, well then you yeah, you know everything about the Antonov two two five. Which, for anyone that doesn't know, is a massive fucking six-engine monster that the Soviets built to uh, to ferry their space shuttle around. Um, I I actually saw it. You saw the Antonov? Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is it, that like? Uh, disturbing. Yeah. It it, it came to uh, it came to McCarran back in the back in the nineties. And uh, like this is this is right after the Berlin Wall came down. I, it's so I, it seems. I, I hear McCarran and I think Bob Lazar. 
but that's the that's the Vegas airport. Yeah, yeah. Um, so me and a, a another friend of mine who was a big aviation nerd were like, we got to go see this thing, mm-hmm. and we're riding our bikes up to McCarran, and you could see it from blocks away, just like you could see. All right, there's some lights, and there's this, and there's this gigantic tail. It's like when you see like a cruise ship, and it's like not it's not changing size as you move towards it. And the funny thing is, Vegas was smaller back in those days, and I was on a road. I'm gonna ballpark it and say four miles away from McCarran. I could still see it plain as day. Like, just there it is, right there. It's a gigantic fucking white beast. Yeah, it was. It was disturbing that something that huge flies. flies thousands and thousands of miles. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I heard someone describe it as like, it's just one of those things you see, and it's like, I know it can fly, but because it's on the ground right now, I don't believe it can fly. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was disturbing. It was just just. Like you you got next to the fence and, and it's still a hundred meters away from you and you're still doing this. But yeah. look at the goddamn tail. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I watched a, a documentary on it and they have some you know, fucking Soviet guy, Russian guy talking about it, and he's like, it's very big plane. He's like, but a lot of people think you need to be big man to fly it. And I just remember thinking, I don't think anyone thinks that. It's fucking, like, it's huge, but it's a cockpit. He was like, he's like, contrary to belief, you don't need to be big man. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, that's yes, such, <laughs> that's such a, be, Because we have just invented hydraulics. Yeah, yeah, it's like, he was like, you just or, put hand on throttle and push. You don't need to be extraordinary large man. I just remember thinking, no one thinks that, but you can tell that's such, like, a, a Soviet like macho like like that's what that's the first thing he thinks to address um mm-hmm. you know there was a there's a version of it well, not for they didn't they didn't build it um i don't know what the fuck the name is it might i think it might be like the they can call it the 325 but it was if the the engines closest to the fuselage there was going to be a, almost like a b52 it was going to have there's going to be two and then it was going to be one one so it was going to be eight total. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, I think it's the 325. They did they didn't make it, but Yeah. So what do, what do you move with the new version uh, countries? We move, move countries. We move. You, you you take the country, you put move. it in Cargo Bay, you fly it to new place new You country. you bring to Gulag. It one one's done. It it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, so <coughs> I see. I see your horrible Russian accent is as good as mine. Yes, yes, that's that's all we need, man. Um, so, what do you think about? And I don't know how factually accurate this is, or if I'm just pulling an article out of my ass from like a couple of years ago. But I'm pretty sure the Chinese military wants to contract the Antonov Design Bureau to build them several of them because there's one in the world. I believe there's one other one, yep. but it never got out yep. of scrap. Um, but I believe they want to build. They want them. They want to order several of them for military transport. Just getting on the topic of like moving tanks. I bet those motherfuckers can hold a couple. But I'm willing to bet. Yeah, but that yeah that part of me wants it to happen because I know the U.S. won't let itself be stood up, which makes me hope that this is just going to lead to like a new like 
war of one-upmanship of just massive cargo planes that aviation buffs are gonna we're gonna be the true victors because we can just watch these two hyper-power trillion-dollar economy nations just one-upping each other oh, yeah i'm just hoping for bigger and bigger planes but yeah uh it just the fact that once upon a time they shared a economic system russians and chinese mm-hmm they don't always get along. I mean, they, they, they've had, oh, they've yeah. had oh, yeah, but I just... military engagements along the border area. So if Russia was strapped for cash and they were like... I was going to say, yeah, money talks, man. And China, and China they're, they're fucking flush with it. it. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just think that would be fucking crazy, like a fleet of Chinese Antonov 225s. <sighs> yeah. Which just makes me think, though. I just think someone, you know, like, military generals, like, least of all, someone like Trump would just be like, fuck no. <laughs> just like, we're getting a bigger one. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we got to. Yeah, like, no one wants to be stood up like that, especially the United States. I mean, like, you know, with, with aircraft carriers, with fucking fighter jets, like, you know, we don't let anyone else have the F-22. Like, we always, we always, it's always... Everyone out like allies, you can have some. You can have some. You can't fucking have all of it. Like, and I just if very even something as simple as like, okay, the C five Super Galaxy can hold two Abrams. I just feel like I just see some generals in the Pentagon just be like the Chi- the China the Antonovs can hold three. Just and whether or not the threat is real, I just see it being inflated and being like weak. You know, like, Dr. Strangelove would be like, we cannot have a tank transport gap. <laughs> like, some <laughs> shit like that. Mm, shit. Yeah. Because it, one of the things about aircraft that just, like, I can't believe you get this shit to fly was uh, my great uncle was pilot in command of B-17s in Europe. And I got to see a B-17 parked next to the at that time only flying b29 in the world and the b29 dwarfed it yeah like you, you're thinking the flying fortress it's huge and yeah. it is yeah and then you look at the b29 and it's massive and, and then, then the, you look then at the b36 next to that fucker 36 and then you're like what crack pipe were you guys fucking smoking to be to be fair the b36 still is fucking <laughs> insane oh, sweet jesus it's, how many more engines can you be throw on this? Well, we've got some room on the end of the wings. Throw some jets on it. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis LeMay didn't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, this story might be apocryphal. But LeMay was catching a standard flight in some plane. One of his from one airbase to another and he uh i don't know what he's famous for smoking cigarettes or smoking cigars but anyway he cigars. lit up a cigar yeah and uh the crew chief was like gotta put that out sir we have a fire hazard and then he looks at the guy looks around and goes it wouldn't dare and just <laughs> yeah I've, 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 I've read that yeah he was on oh, okay all right yeah yeah he, like on... i said I'm, I'm, I... I, that's those sort of stories might be apocryphal, but... But then again, someone like LeMay, who... He didn't just, like... 
he didn't command. He would he would switch up flight patterns in in in, in uh, from what I remember from uh, what is it? Killing the Rising Sun, Bill O'Reilly's book. I don't love or hate Bill O'Reilly. I don't give a shit. It's a wonderful book. But talk about LeMay's uh, changing up like I guess bomber formations going into Japan or, or the islands outside of it, and he used to switch shit up. But he would always say like, okay, like I got like a new idea. I'll fly lead. It was just sort of like big nuts. So everyone was like, "All right, well, you know, he's putting his putting his money where his mouth is. He's literally putting his ass out front." Wow, I I, I hadn't heard that. Lemay is fucking that's... crazy. I mean, like any you know, guess top general like that, you eventually develop sort of a a god tier ego kind of thing, like you know. But oh, which by the way reminded me of something. With the patent reference you made earlier, uh, World War Two, and uh, patent being patent, uh, no shortage of love for himself. I remember, I remember him saying this phrase, uh, something along the lines of, "You know, I'm supposed to be the best goddamn tank commander in this man's army." And he pointed at one particular tank, but I think that guy's got me beat, and that guy was Creighton Abrams. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when I heard that, I was like, mm, I think we did right. Yeah. I, think we na- I think we named the tank correctly. Yeah. If Patton... Patton gave that guy the nod. If he actually said someone is better at something than I am. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and Patton had, had as big as an ego as they come. You're going to hate that. I got to piss again, dude. My bladder's so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, it's better to have 20-something seconds of dead air than it is to get a bladder infection. Because that shit ain't cool. philosophical about once again throw my standard caveat out there if my memory serves me correct that when uh, Patton was talking about the invasion of Europe and why we didn't need to fear so, you know, like we have the best leaders we have the best training we have the best tank but did we though because those facts don't bear out I mean you have plenty of people that think the Sherman in general was a shitbox and it wasn't it just didn't advance yeah when we fought when we fought in North Africa our tanks German tanks were basically on par mm-hmm. they kept developing 
we did not. We did the, yeah, it's good enough. And that low-velocity 75-millimeter gun against Panthers, Tigers, that shit did not work out well. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill Burr said something, said something funny about it. He was like, he was like, uh, he quoted some guy. He was like, uh, it's like the German tank can take for every, for every German tank. It's a, uh, one German tank is, is worth uh, four American tanks. And I said, well, why do the Germans lose? It's because we always had five. <laughs> like he was like, yeah. he was like America. We didn't have the best quality, but Bill Burr's like, we just, we just Big Mac that shit. We just fast food it. We're like, crank it out. doesn't matter how many. doesn't matter how shitty it is. Just keep cranking them out. And, I mean, you know, maybe maybe they knew it wasn't the best. It's just me bullshitting. Maybe they didn't. They knew it wasn't the best tank, but it was just like we had the assembly lines down pat. And, you know, mm-hmm. the American we, war machine during out- World War Two. it was just, you know. We could outproduce. It was just, it doesn't matter if it's, if there's, like, we'll hit them with a thousand of them. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it. You know, it's like China. It's like it doesn't matter that like the average person doesn't have the education or the salary. When you have a billion of them, you can just kind of fucking outnumber uh, everyone. Right. Now, a book I was uh, reading was called Spearhead, and uh, it was about the first Persian crew in uh, Third Armored. Fuck, I can't remember. And. Uh, the development of the Persian came around because of public pressure. Evidently, tank crews were getting interviewed going, yeah, we can't scratch the paint on these guys, heads up. And it's we don't mind not having the armor. That's Believe me, we can maneuver, we can do this. Mm-hmm. The problem is, even if we do that, you our gun isn't good enough. Out, yeah. And then the public started going well what the our boys are supposed to have the best of fucking everything yeah. because because america it's america uh, but also yeah and, yeah so uh evidently head head started rolling and they were like yeah we're pushing the pershing out now because at a 90 millimeter high velocity gun and uh at that time there was still the the Sherman they called the Easy Eight with a seventy-six millimeter high velocity gun, and that was handling business just fine mm-hmm. with, with the uh, Germans. I mean, it could kill whatever Germans they ran across. Their armor wasn't as thick as the Germans was, mm-hmm. but the uh, the Pershing comes out, and I guess it's it was just murking fools out there, and they just sent it out without testing because public pressure demanded they do something. Mm-hmm. Never underestimate a. Supportive home base. What's that? What? What? Do you, what's that? What with with getting the with public pressure? Oh, okay, okay, the, get, get it, yeah, okay. Yeah, being the catalyst for getting a new, better tank out there. And funny thing is, all right, you, you ever get next to a Sherman? It's tall. I mean, tall. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! You're, you're looking up at it. But in comparison to an Abrams, it's compact. I mean, it's not small, but it's definitely the the monster you're used to is way larger. Mm-hmm. But you get you get inside and you go, holy shit, holy shit! These guys had room, not a lot of it. Yeah. But but their turret had a gun and ammunition storage and a radio mm-hmm. 
and that was about it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, there was no ballistic computers. There was no this, no that. It was all very basic and a hell of a lot more roomy than any modern tank I've ever been in. And that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. Yeah. Like, wait, well, is, why do we, why do we is, go backwards? Is a newer shit supposed to be better? <laughs> Even though you and Abrams had, Abrams had probably punched through a couple of Shermans. Yeah. Do 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 Abrams have uh do Abrams have bathrooms inside them? Yes, they're called Gatorade bottles. You get the wide mouth and you make sure you do not lose your lid. Gross. Not really. No, I mean, I was thinking like you got a shit. Uh, bigger that... Gatorade bottles. <laughs> no, <laughs> me, um, me. I what I what I preferred to do is if we if time and tide allowed, dismount. You drop yeah, a deuce, you bury out. the dead shoe. Yeah, move back on. just jump out. Yeah, uh, if it's what we call. An expedient. You're like, you got to shit now. I, I have had the gunner swing the gun tube over so that I could grab a hold of the rails and hang my ass off the side of the tank and drop a, drop a stink pickle right off the back of that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, it ain't glamorous, man. Yeah. It, do, do you think that, um, so you still, like, they're still, they still manually load the rounds, correct? Yes. Do you yes. think that will ever be fully automated um i feel like that'd be yeah I, I, I feel like that would expedite shit well russians feel the same way and they get got because of it uh i can't remember the standards but it's uh your loader is supposed to be able to Open the armored magazine door, which is hydraulic, grab the correct round, throw it down the gun to arm the gun, get out of the way in under six seconds. Jesus. No, that's not hard to do. Okay. I actually knew a kid. He had to have chimpanzee DNA in him because he was all of five foot six, 140 pounds. And the fire command would always go gunner, Sabo, tank. Gunner, this is who I'm talking to. Sabo, this is the bullet you're going to shoot. Tank, this is what you're shooting it at. So, gunner, Sabo, tank. And he's up. No, you can't say up. You have to wait till the gun's loaded. No, the gun's loaded. Bullshit, it's been two and a half seconds. And we made him drop the breach. The round slid out. We're like, how the fuck? Holy shit. It, this 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 kid came from the artillery, so he, he was just used, used to, to just, like yeah. humping humping these 155 millimeter rounds, and I guess to him uh, the the Abrams rounds were really not that big of a deal. Yeah. And uh, all right, so let's round it down to five. A loader should be able to throw around into the breach every five seconds. Russians who are slave to the autoloader is uh, 11, 11, 10 to like anywhere from 9 to 11 seconds. And worse, you always have an exposed warhead inside your turret. Mm-hmm. So 
you catch the golden BB, a lucky piece of shrapnel, and something hits your high explosive warhead, well, then congratulations, you're all dead. Yeah. Uh, the Abrams, you you can blow up my ammo rack. We can button up the turret and all get out through the driver's hole. We'll be fine. Yeah. It's a difference in mentality because uh, Russians can produce lower profile tanks. Like which? Like, like stealth? No, not oh. not not as tall. And uh, okay, well, you have a lower silhouette, but you also just removed a set of eyeballs mm-hmm. and an extra set of hands and an extra gun in case you become infantry suddenly. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean your tank takes a hit and you get you homeless. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. In the future, I'm pretty sure it'll be automated, but right now, a, a good loader, I, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. I just, I like having an extra set of hands. Mm-hmm. I like having an extra set of eyeballs. And when it's time to do maintenance, which is all the fucking time on a tank, mm-hmm. you, got, you got another dude that you can go, hey, go do that shit. Mm-hmm. If you're the tank commander. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, is is there is there any? I mean, I know they never stop. Is there anything in the in the works to replace the Abrams anytime soon, or is that going to be like the B fifty two and just the grandkids are going to be using it? Uh, they're going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Uh, are we up to the M one A two set V three? I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks cool, but it's too much shit. Uh, the uh, tank commander's weapon station, instead of being a a fifty caliber mount, from what I saw, was a, a crow's mount, and that's a remote operated weapon mm-hmm. system. But the problem is, it's right in front of the goddamn tank commander. Yeah. So you're so as you're tanking around doing cav shit, you gotta do you gotta do yeah, the yeah. stick your head up the you gotta do the East Ventura method of tank commanding. And, yeah. Uh, do you think they'll ever? Do you think they'll have? Do you think they'll they'll have like remotely operated tanks? Because now, if it, you don't need to worry about having the extra set of hands, extra set of eyeballs, because there's, you don't have anyone. You don't need to worry about. Just have a fucking I, fleet of those motherfuckers with self-loading cannons, and you're just piloting them from Nevada, like, <laughs> like they should, like they do with drones and shit. Yeah, um, I think inevitably the future is going to go that way. Yeah. I, I don't like that. On, on a philosophical level, I, I don't, I don't, you tend to second, you, you give it some thought, am I going to put this 19 year old kid into a gunfight in downtown Fallujah? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Okay, then it's probably something you're committed to when there's going to be no recourse for yeah, yeah. no casualties. I think people just might get fast and loose with, yeah. oh, I didn't like the way that riot about 
whatever. The, yeah. The price of tomatoes went in Rome. Send it. Send, send in the it tank. In. Who who and who gives a fuck what they do? Who gives a shit if we you know they blow it up? Whatever. Send yeah. in another. Yeah. I mean, I, Take, I, I I I get it. I get the. We don't risk pilots. But how many more do we kill because of it? No, I. I don't know. Our last president was dropping drone strikes like they were fucking mixtapes because there was <laughs> there, there was no fucking downside. But yeah, it's it's you know yeah it is it's you know you hear you know what you know there's, if there's ever like a, a massacre from our side like shit it makes history like think about like the Vietnam massacres that you know U.S. soldiers perpetrated but yeah. Drone strikes, we myself included, it just oh drone strike. You just don't really like think about it like a Hellfire missile hitting a fucking wedding. Like, yep. Think about like a wedding, a wedding like that that perfect day. Imagine imagine if one person had a heart attack at a wedding. They'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe someone died at a wedding. Like, oh my god, like of all days a wedding, and it's like now imagine a fucking Hellfire missile. Being pilot, just just gonna. And there's not even goodness. a pilot. It's just some motherfucker on the other side of the world who's who gets to drive home tonight in his Prius. Like, it's just like here's your. Why, why, why did why did that visual just make perfect sense? You're just driving home just, afterwards, like, like yeah, it, but yeah, I mean, it it kind of takes away from it because it's yeah. I mean, I could see that, and then the argument would inevitably get to, all right. Uh, we do kill more civilians, but we don't lose any Americans. And then it's, yeah, and then it's, you know, well, which one, you know, it's zero-sum game kind of thing. And it's, I'd obviously, yeah. I mean, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, it's definitely above mine. But, I, like, like like I said, I just, I, I understand it, and I, I wouldn't be a, some Luddite going, eh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. it's, I, I get it, but. If you remove the humanity of it, I, I, I just, I just see that get used fast and loose, and like, like that's why if I never would, were I an elected representative, like we need to go do this in this country. Mm-hmm. It's like great, some fucking twenty-two-year-old kid from Henderson is going to get his leg blown off yeah. because you decided that you needed to fight and oh you never went there yeah you just sat in a suit in an office yeah <sighs> yeah like the it's like the goodwill hunting rant yeah yeah, oh, like it, oh, it's, almost. It's, yeah it's like it's it's not your son going over there it's some kid from southie like he's got shrapnel in his ass like the politicians don't give a shit but yeah it's that's true. yeah it's uh it's it, it it's weird uh i i, I believe Erwin Rommel, when he said, uh, "I conduct war without hate," and if you if, if you read what the man wrote, I believe it. It's like, listen, you're my, you're, you're, I got a job to do. You're in my way of that job. If I got to kill you to yeah. get you out of my way, then that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I hate you. I yeah. have no animosity towards you, but I have an objective. You're in the way of it. And yeah. And you're about to get some desert fox in. Yeah, but like I said, that's that's kind of like, I I I get that sort of view. I don't have a problem with you, but I I got sent here to do a job. 
Yeah. And you're not even the hard part of it. Yeah. You're, if yeah. if you're some if you're some militia dude who shoots his AK in Liberian offhand. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Mogadishu, yeah, they're all. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not exactly a. Okay. You're. If you're armed, you're a threat. But. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at 200 meters, you're not hitting a goddamn thing. Yeah. But you know. You never know. It's the, uh, it's the interesting thing. It's what did they say? Professionals are predictable, but amateurs, amateurs are dangerous. Yeah, I'm like I, I get it, but I still wouldn't want to pick a fist fight with Larry Vickers in a dark alley somewhere. Mm-hmm. As he was, was a Delta guy for a number of years, and yeah. Uh, some crackhead, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm way more comfortable doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I got one more, qu- and then I, I, I got, I got to go do some Christmas shopping because I'm, uh, I'm, uh, did not realize that today's the twenty third. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the, the the wife has been out here twice to remind me of this. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Um, mm. so I got, I got one more question. Um, it kind of completely from left field do you ever think the fuck it just popped in my head it's not, I'm, I'm i'm setting it up as this important question it's not important at all um do you ever think do you ever think they'll fucking put like rail guns on tanks eventually they will be miniaturized right now they take an entire power supply of like a destroyer but like all things eventually we'll master it and it will be whatever um what i don't know what the purpose would be what um, see, that's a good one because naturally I want to say, yes, we're going to get there. Uh, what the hell? Uh, uh, last railgun I remember, it required the amount of power of 1,500 homes. Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they're insane. So... Uh, either power requirements got to go down or ability to produce power got to go up. Yeah. Um, I think eventually, but it, but it will happen. Like I, I, I honestly, I, I, I think so, but it's going to be one of those things where B 52 versus B two, we got a shitload of B 52s. Yeah. So, how much are we going to spend replacing something that we're still using and is still airworthy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that, I mean, it's a good question. I think, I think technology inevitably is going to go there. Yeah. I, I, I think so because the amount of kinetic energy that those things are capable of Hy- delivering hy- is hypersonic. Well, you don't need a warhead. You just need, it just needs to be a kinetic stru- it just you don't need explosives and shit and i believe mm-hmm. if i remember the rounds are much smaller too so you can load you could keep god fucking knows how many of them yeah that's whew. yeah that's a that that's one i can't wait to see and in my dystopian steampunk fantasy the the Iowa's got to come out of yeah. retirement and yeah. get fitted with rail guns yeah. because that's Fuck that's yeah. the 
that's the kind of world I want to live in. Fuck yeah. <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to fucking Photoshop that later. <laughs> that's, that's a yes. perfect... Yes! Yes! But, but, uh, but I remember, well, I remember, like, I remember reading, like, I, I mean, I vividly remember being in like, early high school and, like, reading in Popular Mechanics about railguns, and it was like, there's still a pipe dream right now because they would require, like, 64 megajoules, and the most we can produce... I remember saying, like, eventually, though, like all things, like, we will, you know, master it. Fast forward, it's 2019, like, eventually the time passes. It's been 15 years, and, like, yeah, you can go on. I don't know if you ever go to the YouTube channel Curious Droid. You, you would fucking love it. You would fucking love it. He, he covers all things fucking military and explosive and killing. But he does one on railguns, and it's, you know, it's not just him talking about railguns. It's it's legitimate videos from the Department of Defense firing right. railguns, and it's like firing somewhat often too. It's not like fire one, and then we gotta you know look at the data for two days. It's like fire, and it's like thirty seconds later, fire, and it's yeah, it's doing it accurate. Wow. They're producing the power like they they did it. Whatever it is, it's either it needs less power or they're producing more. But yeah, it's a little tiny fucking you know the round is maybe I don't know not maybe a foot long. It, it fires out it there's no warhead in it it's just or there's no explosive it's just it's just fucking it's like a cone. dense metal yeah and the, they shoot it through they shoot it through like 10 fucking pieces of of uh i guess bulletproof armor like it just right so all right so, all right here's here's one for your revisionist okay okay the enterprise now out of commission there's a lot of rumors about the enterprise because she was the first big nuclear aircraft carrier and aircraft carriers have two reactors i don't know if they run them both or if one's primary but i have no idea the enterprise had eight reactors what i'm i'm, I'm not shitting you uh but it's sort of irrelevant because there's only so much that because it all comes down it all comes down, it, it all comes down to, to steam generation yeah. and those it, it can only produce so much so it has all this essentially leftover production capability let's just reuse that flight deck and just put a bunch of fucking rail guns on it because yeah. you clearly have the power production yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. You... Yeah, and... I mean, I yeah, I, like, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, it I'm not sure why... The, I mean, you put it on tanks, you do it because you could carry a ton of fucking am a ton of rounds with insane, mm -hmm. uh, you know, force projection. But then again, it's like kind of the, a part of the reason for like, you know, ships having it is like, because you could strike quickly. It's hypersonic. It's, you know, you don't need to worry mm -hmm. about targets leaving. It's like... But, it's, but you got to remember, that's a one-trick pony. Yeah. That's a... That is a, a hard target kill. Yeah. That's... Those, that's and, and eventually that's someone... Not, uh, they'll learn how to evade it, or they'll learn how to defend against it. It always happens. It, it's been happening since, you know, the spear. It's... Someone will figure out how to defend against it. I mean, like, I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. But you gotta... I don't know, maybe I should read more, but my very first thought is, uh, uh, like, the Iowa. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that 
yeah, those six those sixteen inch guns. Yeah. Uh, if they were gonna slug it out, they have armor piercing shells. Mm-hmm. If they're doing shore bombardment, they have high explosive shells. They are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Different. Different targets, different ammunition, and especially if you're lobbing it up, you're going to come down on top of something. If something's moving Mach 5, are you going to have to shoot from Virginia in order for it to land yeah. in, you know, the the Middle East? Yeah. I like I said, it's, it, it's fascinating. I think sooner or later we're going to get there, but holy shit, I know we're going to have some teething problems with yeah. it because the that's just the way it works <clears throat> bradley yeah <laughs> bradley <laughs> fuck man well i goddamn hope <laughs> well well it's it, it's it's all a matter of the, the science the science behind it is solid mm-hmm. it's got it's functioning now it's just power requirement power generation and just like you said sooner or later they're going to fine tune those requirements and <laughs> she'll be walking around like, what was that fucking sword? Eraser. Walking around shooting plasma bullets. <laughs> That's, that scope can see your bones. That's going to be weird. That's yeah. definitely going to be weird. Yeah. But like I said, it's... It, Eventually. Hey, th- People are still trying to find reasons to replace the M16 or M4 now. And the M4 is still here. Yeah, I mean, but then then on on the other hand, we're replacing the B2 with the B21, but nothing can touch the B2 right now. Yeah, see, all right, now I'm going to give you a quick one. That's why if I ever sat on defense appropriations, my conversation would be, go like this. All right, we want to develop a new strike fighter. Uh, okay. Give me the dollar cost per aircraft. I have no idea what a Raptor costs, but I'm just going to throw out $100 million. Okay, now, what's your current strike fighter? The F-15. How many F-15s have been shot down? None. You don't get a new fucking strike fighter. All yeah. right. It's it, it just yeah. Go go ahead and develop, but keep that shit on the books. But an F fifteen and a good pilot is gonna fuck up anything in the sky. Unless China or Russia want to nut up. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. And one one thing I told the somebody about which is better, the Abrams Challenger two Leopard two and. I was like, who's got the best trained crew? Who got the best sleep the night before? Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys were out hitting the titty bar, then you're probably going to lose. Yeah. But thanks to the dear American taxpayer, I've burned, and I was in the fucking National Guard, and I've burned lakes of diesel fuel. Lakes of it. And when it was time for gunnery, we shot mountains, fucking mountains of shells. And not everybody can afford to keep up with us. Yeah. I mean that I mean that yeah, that's also true. It's do do we need better when people just straight up can't Yeah. 
Okay. Yep. Battle of, Battle of 73 Easting proves that thing right. Yeah. We we train, we train hard and the Iraqis got jumped into a game against the varsity team and they weren't ready for that shit. Yeah. Yeah, or, or I'm just thinking like yeah, or I'm thinking like SDI or the moon landing. Just get to a point where you're like you don't need to beat them. Chuck spend them. Eventually mm-hmm. they'll fucking lose. Yeah. Yeah, and B2 is another one of those things. It was like we just outspent the Russians. They could not come up with anything. Yeah, it's $2 billion a piece. Like this thing can, yeah. Oh, by the way, I was thinking about, you know, uh, give the, the aircraft thing. And something bothered me because item number one, I cannot remember for the life of me what the F-117's name is. Nighthawk? Is it? I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. But then then the nerd in me went, the, oh no, not the nerd, the neck beard in me went, actually, why the fuck was it called the Stealth Fighter? Why does it have an F designation? I, 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 lis- I listened to the audiobook Skunk Works by Ben Rich. And they talk about that, and I don't really. Re- I don't remember. Oh, do you, sh- you? You'd fucking love it. That's a great book. Um, but yeah, a ton of it. They're talking. They talk about the uh, the F one seventeen, and I, I think it was something almost like, it was like the pilot's pride. It was something where it's like we're not bombers or we're not reconnaissance. <clears throat> it's like we're fighters. So it was. I think it was. I think it's almost arbitrary. Oh, because it's an attack bomber. Yeah. But they, but they wanted to. I think it was something as simple as like they wanted an F in front of it, and so they got it. (laughs) Like it'd be like if you called the B two the F two. It's well, what's different? Nothing. That's what I remember. I I listened to this book like a year ago. Actually, that horrible explanation actually makes perfect sense. You've ever met? If you ever met fighter pilots, they love themselves a lot. Here's the thing. I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. You're up there doing shit I can't do. Yeah. But you finish your flight, you get 12 hours of mandatory crew rest. Meanwhile, my ta- guys on my tank have been up for two and a half fucking days and we're hallucinating because yeah. we haven't slept. Yeah. And occasionally some of us die. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I love fighter pilots. I, I love all that shit, but we need an F in front of it to soothe our ego. It just makes so much sense. It does. All right, I'm going to leave you with one. Okay. I'm going to leave you with one. Uh, I was actually talking to a, a former A-10 pilot. And he'd been in A-10s almost his entire career. So naturally, I just went, by the way, I love you. Just putting that shit out there. Glad you're on our side. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Warthog drivers, we don't, we, we don't get a whole lot of love at the O Club. And I went, what? what are, you, are you shitting me? It's like, it's like, what was it about six six months ago or something? Walked me and a buddy or were walking past a table full of Raptor guys, Raptor drivers, and they said shit like, "Hey, do you got an airspeed indicator in that cockpit or a calendar? What's?" What's it like flying a steam-powered airplane, you know? <laughs> and that this guy, 
who understands the jokes, but just got tired of hearing the same ones, went, oh, wait, who have you guys killed? Oh, that's right, fucking nobody. And just walked off. And I, I, I guess this crowd of Raptor drivers just went, fuck, we don't get to shoot anybody. We've hit, yeah, you, we've hit tanks with Jade, or we've hit tents with J-Dams. It's like the A-10 gets to go in and get the fucking glory. It's true, though, man. That fucker's slow. I've played, if you ever play Ace Combat, that fucker, yeah, you pull the throttle down for three minutes, and you're like, wait, what? You're like, is it, we gotta literally pull up start options. What's accelerate? You're like, oh, this, okay, this is it. <laughs> like, I can't get the other. But you have, you have to calculate. The great equalizer is yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's and, and just just so we put this out here, that whole Gaway Avenger gun system was a fuck you to everything that ever made sense. Um, the uh, M61, I think it's called, uh, the Vulcan, mm-hmm. which is the standard air-to-air cannon on almost every fighter for the last 50 fucking years, has a six-barrel rotating electrically driven cannon, or gun, 20 millimeter. And that's why the minigun is called the minigun, because it is a miniature version of the yeah. larger one, because there's nothing fucking mini about a minigun. Yeah. Six barrels on the on the uh, Vulcan. Six barrels on the minigun. The Avenger, seven. Because fuck you. Why are we going to do anything remotely the same? Exactly. Just everything about that gun and everything about that airplane was just a middle finger to common sense. It's like, are we going to make it fast? No, it's going to be slow as shit. Why? So we can spend more time killing motherfuckers. I, okay, it's... I imagine some coked up pilot just going, ah, what? <laughs> just trying to figure out a way to spend more time killing more shit. We yeah. need to make it go slower. Yeah. So it's going to have some sexy delta wings, straight fucking wings. It's just some of the. We got good missiles. We got so good rockets. We're just, Put a big, big fucking gun on it. We're, okay, so, okay, okay, we got all of it. We're just. It's gonna paint it gray. No, it needs teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna call it Thunderbolt. Warthog. Warthog. <laughs> All right, fuck it. You know what? Give it to him. You guys want it? You can have it. Thirty years what later. Happens, what happens when you run out of ammo? That's what the fucking teeth are for. You <laughs> just see some. I just see some out of his mind. Pilot. <sighs> fuck it. I'm gonna get him. Jesus right, Christ. I, I do. I, yeah, I, I yeah. I, I got. I got. Hey, man. It was it was fucking wonderful doing it. Thanks for doing it, man. If and uh, when this podcast eventually blows up, you'll be one of the originals. <laughs> well, remember uh, when it comes to like like the type of Photoshop shit you guys do? Awesome. Oh, like yeah. uh, no, I'm, no, I'm a fan of it. I was like, oh, thanks, man. That's pretty fucking good work. Thanks, man. Uh, just don't ever do double-barreled tanks because that shit just does not add up ever because I'm gonna you would make, have two breaches. I'm going to make one for you. <laughs> that's, I just basically said, don't think of a pink elephant. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, all right, brother, I got to go. All right, man. Hey, Merry Christmas. And uh, Christmas. Th- thanks for doing it, bud. No problem. All right, I'll, I'll send you a link when it's up. All right. All right. <laughs>
All right. Bye, buddy.